0: P A C K A G I N G dot com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is Jennifer Henry, the founder and CEO of Perk Eco. How are you, Jennifer?
1: Great. Thanks for having me, Corey.
0: Thanks for being on. I saw what you and your company are doing, and I was thrilled to to interview you about this very unique topic in the world of sustainability, but very important topic, in my opinion, and and in many people's opinions. Can you tell us about yourself, though, before we get into what you're doing for for work?
1: Mm, Sure. So um, I'm basically a bit of a a waste nerd. Over the past 12 years, I've been working in sustainability and recycling and just become fascinated with making the best use of materials at the end of their life. I, I love thinking about it. I love problem solving. I love innovating. And as a kind of a entrepreneur at my core, yeah, I'm just always looking for The next problem to solve, definitely, you know, I'm a bit of a hustler in terms of just making things happen out of nowhere if I can and finding and partnering with great people along the way to just make it all happen. Yeah. And there's, let's face it, a lot of problems to solve in the world of waste. So when it comes to the packaging end of things, I love talking to people who are on the design end of it and you are one of those links to that. So I'm really happy to be here and chat about it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here in Vancouver, BC. So a little bit not too far away from here in Canada and solving these problems from here as I can.
0: It's a beautiful part of the world, uh, Vancouver, BC. And if you're listening and you haven't been there, I highly recommend checking it out. It's it's impressive. the The scale of things up there just all seems to be bigger and just a little bit more beautiful. <laughs> it's a great place to visit and, and stay.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's the mountains and the ocean all within the same kind of, you know, you turn one way and you see the mountains, you turn the other way and you see the ocean. It's pretty majestic.
0: <laughs> yes. I recently flew back from Montreal and I remember as the plane came over your neck of the woods in Canada, it was just strikingly different, and all beautiful. You know, Canada is just an incredible country. But it was—it's a neat place. So, but let's talk about your company and and what's what's so sustainable about it. Can you tell us about Perkico and what your focus is and and why we should send you bags of cash so you can keep operating?
1: That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> let's do
0: that.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. You're happy. here to hear first. Great. Yeah, I'm happy to dig in. So I've been working in waste innovations and recycling for a good 10 years before I started this company. And what I saw, not just in the coffee shop industry, but in so many industries and verticals is that there's a problem in getting the waste from the its end of useful life to the right processor. There's a lot of processors out there that are equipped to divert waste from landfill and it's different for each waste stream. So we look at packaging like single-use packaging in terms of polycoded paper, for example. We know there are processors that are equipped for this to purchase and recycle this material or accept and recycle this material. And they want it in certain volume, they want it prepared a certain way, mixed with certain other materials it's a really specific, you know, process to recycle or upcycle or reuse any one specific material. And whether you're a hair salon, which I worked in with a company called Green Circle Salons for so many years, helping them get hair salons on board and recycle their foils and their hair and their chemicals. So there's all these really difficult and very specific waste streams that if you can solve for that logistical problem of getting it, from the user to a place where it's prepared the way the processor wants and getting it to that processor and funding that logistics. Right. <laughs> then there's your ticket. And right. you can talk you can you can talk about almost any waste stream that way. Sometimes The processor doesn't exist. And so you need to innovate, create the end-of-life solution for it, which is the fun part. That's (laughs) what I nerd out on. (laughs) Like, I love that stuff. And then you become the processor. And then you become the hauler. And then you collect from the source. And so there's just, there's a lot of dots to connect here. The coffee shop industry is just the very specific niche that I chose because I saw it as low-hanging fruit. We've got coffee cups. That's the star of the show for PerkEco is the coffee cup, the single-use poly-coated paper cup. Processors exist. Processors want this material. Getting it to them in a way that they can integrate it into their facility and their processes the way that they want, near impossible. And that's because of contamination. That's because of the fact that here's your regular consumer inside a coffee shop. They've got their cup. There's some stuff in the bottom of it. There's whipped cream. There's, you know, syrup. There's a tea bag. There's milk. There's coffee, whatever it is. And they see a bin. Well, first of all, they see a cup. It may or may not say recyclable on it. Right. May or may not say compostable on it. Good point. Yeah, it might say nothing on it. So here they are with this product in their hand, some coffee in the bottom of it, probably not quite sure what to do with it because they go over to where the bin is and they're like, okay. Here are my options. I see a blue bin. That's where I put recycling things. And is this recyclable? Here, not really sure what to yeah. do. With this. And if it says compostable on it, worse. What if they've got? <laughs> what their options are a recycling bin and a garbage bin, and they've got right. in their hand that says compostable and it's got coffee in it? What the heck? are they <laughs> doing? How is your average consumer supposed to? noodle that around in their mind and figure it out in that three seconds where that they have allocated to make that decision. Well,
0: no. Very, very true. No. I was, I was totally impressed with the, the visual on your website that has three cylinders and, and behind each cylinder is exactly what goes in that
1: Exactly. Tube. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a tube. It's a tube.
0: Yeah. It's a tube. <laughs> That's
1: the super important part. We eliminated the bin. I, I as soon as I started zeroing in on this one-way stream and this one problem, the first thing I realized is that the bin is the problem. If once a coffee cup goes into a bin, whatever is in there becomes a problem and contaminates the other materials. So if there's coffee. At the end of the day, what what ends up happening is the barista goes to the recycling bin, the compost bin, the whatever, you know, waste bin, whatever it is, and they pick it up. And even if it's recycling, and it says, you know, coffee cups, and it's very clearly labeled, when they pick it up at the end of the day, there's going to be someone's fast food bag in there. There, There's all sorts of things in that bin. There's sandwiches, there's gum, it's a mess it's just a big mess. And so people are in
0: a hurry. Yeah. yeah, They don't, they don't pay attention or they don't care or, or both. Yeah.
1: Yeah, You're right. And it's just, you know, a a side effect of our, you know, convenience based modern life. So the barista is left with this bag with a giant coffee puddle at the bottom. If they put that in their recycling dumpster, what's the hauler supposed to do with that? It gets landfilled. There's no way that they can process that. So we put the three tubes we have a three stainless steel tubes. We mount them on the wall. We also have floor-based stands and counter-based countertop designs, but the wall-mounted one has been the popular one. And it's three metal tubes mount on the wall. You pour your coffee into one tube. You stack your cup in the other tube. You stack your lid in the other tube.
0: Brilliant. I have I have to ask: Does the bottom of the one of the tube that you pour your coffee into go directly into a drain? Mm-hmm. Or is that that's something that they need to deal with somehow?
1: So when the we always train the baristas that come on board our program, when the coffee shop comes on board our program. We train the baristas to every time you clean your coffee and sugar station, go over to your cup station and just check it. If it's full, you they just the cup just pops off the wall and they just tip it into their into their sink. And then at the end of the day, they throw it in their commercial dishwasher.
0: Wow, that's impressive.
1: Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. It's a really simple solution. It's not rocket science, but it's made the difference. It's meant that when we collect the cups from our member coffee shops, we get a container full of perfectly sorted, stacked, <laughs> and lids with no contamination.
0: <laughs> Wonderful, yeah. and and they're like you said, that's a high demand material. That bleached paper is beautiful. And yes, it has coatings on it, but that can be recycled into more great paper products.
1: Mm-hmm. It can. It is so long as it's delivered to the processors in the right way, and that's that's the that's kind of you know problem one that we solve.
0: Excellent. And and how's it going so far? I mean, if, how long have you been doing this? What's What's some some data you can share with us?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what we know is that the primary thing we know that we've experienced because we launched on Earth Day in 2020. Oh, as, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> as the pandemic hit, that was our launch date. And literally the week that we launched, and I'd been working on developing the company for six months prior, but I was like, we're going to go ahead and just launch. The week that we launched, coffee shops in the Vancouver area were mandated to close. (laughs) All of our beta testers that had signed on were closed. There was no waste to pick up. They were closed. And so here we are with this company going, Holy smokes. (laughs) What have we done? I guess we're hitting pause for a while. So we had a really interesting pandemic pivot. And that was the coffee roasters were all going strong because people were all of a sudden ordering the beans to their home. Right. The coffee roasters were pivoting. They were like, oh, we're going to do home delivery service now. We're going to stop, you know, delivering to the coffee shops and we're going to deliver directly to the homes. And so we started working with some coffee roasters who said, hey, we have this waste stream called, they call it chaff. And it's the bean that flakes or sorry, it's the silver skin that flakes off of the coffee bean when it's in the roaster. So the beans go in; they're all green and grayish, and it roasts up nice and brown. And then this little skin, this husk, flakes off the outside of the bean hmm. and goes to this bucket. And they I had no
0: idea.
1: Yeah, did I? And so it's this fluffy, fragrant coffee-smelling, dry, resilient material that is all nicely separated into a bucket and. Coffee roasters were saying to me, hey, can you compost this? And I was like, well, this is an organic material. Yes, we accept compost. We even accept the compostable packaging. Yeah, we'll take that. And as soon as I got my hands on one of the bags of these things, I was just instantly like, this is a beautiful material. This is not waste. This is not even compost. This has a higher and better use. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: we took our pandemic time, the time (laughs) that we were kind of mandated to not even, you know, be able to serve with our customers, we took that time to innovate a new solution for that waste stream. And so we really focused on what is this stuff? How can it be used? What are the properties of it? What are the pH? What are the fertilizer values? What are, can it is it edible? And we did a lot of testing on it. We distilled it. We made tea out of it. We baked it. We briquetted it. We burned it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, that's the first I'm going to write that down that's, a, that's that's a new phrase I love it
1: oh we did so much <laughs> material we really did it. and it's a prolific waste stream for they produce a lot of it it's fluffy and airy it takes up a lot it's it's very lightweight and takes up a lot of space it's fluffy and so what we ended up doing was we uh, it's powdery as well we screen it we sift the powder out of it And we take the powder out, which is heavier, denser. And we use, we sell that as a, it's a a agricultural soil amendment product that is a mild fertilizer. pH is 5.19 and fertilizer value is 2.11. And so it has value of the fertilizer, but we discovered that it has the properties of repelling slugs, organic slug repellent. So dual purpose kind of agricultural product. But the even better part of it, and this has been the most successful part of this pandemic pivot, is that the fluffy stuff. So we filter the powder out and we keep, keep, take the fluffy stuff and we use it as a, a, a stuffing for pet beds. So we use textile. <laughs> so we get off dead stock textiles and we make pet beds and we're selling our fluffy chaff pet beds in pet stores across Western Canada now. Fluffy, it smells great. Dogs don't want to chew it. It's the whole circular economy product that... We didn't anticipate creating, but it's it's our pandemic product. We did it; it's a success, and it got us through that time to the other side of it, where we were able to start onboarding coffee shops again, which is kind hmm. of where your question started. Wow! Where we're Good. we're now collecting waste from fifteen coffee shops in in Western Canada.
0: That's amazing, and and selling dog beds with coffee. Chaff. Wow. Is that in the same, is it under the same perk eco um, umbrella or you haven't? Okay. So that's two, you're serving two very different kinds of markets with the same company. Brilliant. I love it.
1: Yeah. Well, we are a waste diversion company and, and the ultimate goal is to to develop circular products. So it didn't make it for us to kind of take this portion of the company and break it off into like a pet, you know, version of the sure. company. We- circular
0: economy company i love it and the the companies that recycle the let's talk about the three waste streams so so you've got the liquid that you said that gets dumped down the drain which makes sense the cups go to a paper mill to be ground up and turned back into packaging material or new cups or do you know specifically
1: Yeah, right now magazines and tissues wow Mm -hmm. that's
0: awesome and then the lids are pvc is that correct
1: the lids are usually polystyrene oh good yeah so they're each batch of lids are different we do have to hand separate but I'll go to an amazing and innovative plastics processor we have here in BC called Merlin Plastic. And Merlin is just fantastic in terms of their the breadth of materials that they accept and what they do with them and how innovative they are. So we we were really lucky to have them here.
0: That's great. Polystyrene is very recyclable. And like you said, it's it's about connecting the dots and getting the material sorted and collected and to the right people to do the right things with it so well done good for you what's the what's the future for for perk eco
1: yeah we need more coffee shops on board because of the pandemic coffee shops had a hard time and we're really sympathetic to that you know first first they dealt with the closures and then they dealt with you know having to go just take out and then they dealt with supply chain shortages. Uh, We all remember the great cup shortage (laughs) not too long ago. And then now we've got, you know, then bean prices, coffee bean prices skyrocketed. Uh, Now they've got staff shortages. So we're really sympathetic to this and we're really there to make sure that they have waste management when they need it and are able to divert their waste if at all possible. And we've stepped up with a really supportive way for them to fund this. So here in Metro Vancouver, we have a 25 cent eco fee, mandatory, mandated by the city. 25 cent eco fee on each single-use cup sold. We've done the homework, and we have what we've done is made sure that it's okay for coffee shops in all of in other regions in North America to implement the same eco fee voluntarily. So we teach them how to implement a 25 cent eco fee on each single-use cup they sell. That new revenue that comes into their coffee shop supports their recycling program, supports Mm Perkico, So they're never out of pocket for our program. And that's the message Mm -hmm. we're trying to get out here is, hey, coffee shops, we can serve you anywhere, any zip or postal code, because we do our collections via carbon offset, hybrid UPS fleet. UPS does our pickups for us. We send the coffee shop an empty container. They fill it with cups and lids, coffee bean bags, pastry bags, anything compostable or recyclable, we take it. And when they're ready for a pickup, sometimes at some coffee shops, we need to pick up every single every single day or, or twice a week. And some of them, some of the tiny ones just need us once a month. Mm-hmm. So we pick up as needed. So they let us know, hey, we're ready for a pickup. We dispatch UPS. UPS picks up same day or next day and brings it to us for hand sorting in Vancouver, where we have all these amazing processors. Wow. So we need more on board and we need to get the message out to them that you are not going to have to pay extra for this because we're giving you a meaningful way to showcase to your customers that you are diverting 90% of your waste from landfill Mm. and doing so using the eco-fee on their single use cup. They can choose to avoid that eco-fee by bringing in their travel mug or choosing a ceramic mug. So But we know in our convenience-based society, there will still be so many people who are just going to go, you know what, it's worth the 25 cents to me, have the convenience. And so it's less than 4% change, behavior change. We know this. When we implement a 25 cent eco-fee, that will change the minds of less than 4% of coffee shop customers, North American coffee shop customers. And so they will see a slight reduction in the, the single use packaging, but for the most part, their customers will still partake in that, the convenience of the single use cup and they Amazing. will that money funds, meaningful, positive green change at the end of life for those materials.
0: Well, that's impressive. And frankly, it's totally innovative and it's, it, just exciting. So thank you for, for stepping up to do that. If you're listening to this program, please reach out to your local coffee shop and have them contact Jennifer and her team at Perk Eco. Anything else that we can do to support your mission here? <laughs>
1: That's it. Tell your coffee yeah. shop to get on board. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, there's um, some great coffee companies that are looking for solutions to this problem. I know that for sure. And I think your business is getting ready to grow soon. So that's good news. So well done and keep up the good work. Anything that I didn't ask you that you wish I would have?
1: No, I think you covered it. You got it all. You did good job.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Landsberg Aurora, for sponsoring this podcast. If you're listening, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and stay tuned for more. Thank you, Jennifer.
1: Thank you. Take
0: care. This episode is sponsored by SpecRite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve. The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive, Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at backslash specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C R-I-G-H-T.com backslash book.